down upon the underworld as Max Ganglin comes the mysterious, all-powerful character who is a problem to the police, but a crusader for law. In reality, Dan Garrett, a rookie patrolman, loved by everyone, but suspected by none of being the Blue Beetle. As the Blue Beetle, he hides behind a strange mask and a suit of impenetrable blue chain armor, flexible as silk, but stronger than steel. Today's transcribed episode of the Fox feature, The Blue Beetle, is entitled The Asylum of Dr. Dreer. Who is Dr. Dreer and what sort of an asylum does he run? Is he a friend of the unfortunate or is he a schemer against law and order? As our story opens today, Patrolman Dan Garrett, who is really the Blue Beetle, is entering the little apothecary shop of his friend and confidant, Dr. Franz the chemist. Hello, Doc. Cash customer. Oh, hello, Danny. What's new? Uh, there's a young lady waiting for you. Oh, a young lady? Where? Uh, back in the laboratory. Oh, what does she want and who is she? Uh, Diana Tilton. Banker Tilton's foster daughter? Yes. What's she doing here? I don't know, Danny. Uh, hadn't you better go back and talk with her? She seems very much disturbed about something. All right, I'll talk with her. Uh, good evening, Miss Tilton. Oh, good evening. You're patrolman Dan Garrett, aren't you? Yes, that's right. Oh, I'm so glad you've come. I've been waiting some time. What is it you wish to see me about? Well, my father, uh, rather my foster father, has disappeared. Disappeared? Yes. You're sure he hasn't gone on town oh, on I'm business? positive. Here's a note he left for me. Hmm. I'm going away for a long rest. Don't worry. Linus will take care of everything. Love, Dad. This doesn't look as if your father had been kidnapped or met foul play. It's his handwriting, isn't it? Yes, I think so, but I'm not certain. Are there any suspicious circumstances mixed up with the disappearance? Yes, there are. And what are they? Well, for one thing, Dad's nephew, Linus Weatherby. Linus Weatherby? Yes, do you know him? Only by reputation. Quite a playboy. Yes, so I've heard. Well, he's Dad's nephew and an officer of Dad's bank. Recently, things haven't been going any too well at the bank, and Dad's been worried... Financially, I mean. I see. Go on. Linus insists that Dad is acting strangely. And a month or so ago, he called in a psychiatrist, uh, Dr. Greer, to examine Dad. What was his opinion? That Dad needed a rest. Well, your father's note seems to indicate he had taken Dr. Greer's advice. Yes, but here's a strange thing. Dad can't read or write without his glasses. He wears them constantly. He'd be lost without them. Today, I found them in his desk drawer. When did you last see him? Two nights ago. Well, I wouldn't worry. He'll probably send for his glasses in a day or so, and you'll learn his whereabouts. But there's one thing more. What is that? Since Father's disappearance, Linus has become more insistent that I marry him. He acts like someone who has the whip hand of a situation. Oh, he's becoming unbearable. Mm. Well, why don't you go to the commissioner? He'd probably turn the city upside down to locate your father. But that's just the point. I don't want to do that. If he is all right, he'd resent such interference. Then if he isn't... Oh, I don't know what to do. I'm so worried and puzzled. Oh, there, there. Don't cry. I'll do what I can to help you find your dad. Uh, you run along home and I'll phone you in the morning. Oh, thank you so much. There. That's to show you how much I appreciate your help. Goodbye. Oh, gosh. I'm glad Madigan didn't see her kiss me. I, I'd never hear the last of it.
Dan. Where is it we're headed for this morning, Danny? The booby hatch. The booby hatch, is it? Mm-hmm. Uh, did you reserve a single or a double room? A single. Uh, that'll be big enough for you. Is that so? And under what name did you register me? Sherlock Holmes. And I suppose you're Dr. Watson. No, no, no. Daniel Boone. Now, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're calling upon a Dr. Greer. According to Charlie Storm of the News, runs a private sanitarium for the mentally upset out of Tanglewild. Oh, you mean he runs an insane asylum? That's right. And why are we visiting Dr. Greer? We'd like to discover if he has a patient there with the name of Tilton. The banker? The same. Oh, say... Does the commissioner know about this? No, this is a private mission. Okay, Danny, I'm with you. Let's go. Good morning, officers. Something wrong? One of my attendants said you wish to speak with me. Uh, Dr. Dreer. That's right. We're not here officially, Dr. Dreer. Uh, Miss Tilson, who happens to be a friend of mine, asked me to drive out here and ask if her father was here. Yes, yes, he's here. Would you like to see him? Yes, if we might. Very well. If you'll just come with me, I'll let you talk with him. But not very long. He's very nervous and tired, on the verge of a breakdown. You realize, I'm sure, what times like these can mean to a man in his position. Quite. Well, here we are. Uh, two gentlemen to see you, Mr. Tilson. Uh, come in. Uh, come in. Excuse my not rising. Very tired, you know. Nerve shot. Well, that's perfectly all right. We just call at the request of your foster daughter. She was worried about you and thought you might be out here. Oh, dear Diana. Uh, tell her not to worry. I'll be all right in time, I hope. Uh, tell her Linus will take care of everything. He's a good boy. Uh, he'll take care of her. I'll tell her, Mr. Tilton. Uh, just one thing more. Did you write her this note? Uh, let's see. Mm, my glasses are foggy. I see better without them. Mm. Uh, yes, yes, I, I wrote this note. Why? Oh, she just wondered, that's all. Well, we won't disturb you any longer. I hope you recover your health and strength very quickly, Mr. Tilson. Goodbye. And goodbye, and thanks for coming. Uh, tell Diana... Not to visit me until I'm... Oh, my head, oh! You're my better head, quicker, gentlemen. Oh. He's a very sick man. So it appears. Goodbye and thanks. Come on, Mike. Well, what do you think, Johnny? I think it's strange that a man who's supposed to be unable to read or write without his glasses takes them off to read that note. Step on it, Mike. I've got a hunch and I want to play it quickly. Tilson? Are you sure? By the Holy Grail, I swear. 
I've seen him. Show me, will you? On one condition, Sir Lancelot. What's that? Promise me you'll get me a new round table. They took mine away. Okay, I promise. Follow me, but don't make a sound. There's black knights on guard, and Merlin the magician is always snooping around. Who's Merlin? The wicked magician who runs this place. Calls himself Dr. Drear, but he can't fool me. <laughs> here, here, this way. Uh, follow me. I am thy father's spirit, doomed for a certain time to walk the night, and by the day confined to fast and fire. one fall upon my beloved friend. And I shall die. Dickory, Dickory, darling. The mouse ran up the clock. The clock struck one. The mouse ran down. See? Here's one twin. He's the crazy one. They keep him locked up. Thanks very much, King Arthur. You're welcome, Sir Lancelot. I'm going now before the Black Knights come. <laughs> Don't forget about my round table. Hey, what's going on outside my door? Is that you, Mr. Tilson? The real Mr. Tilson? Of course it's me. Who are you? A blue beetle. A blue beetle. <laughs> I thought they'd get you someday. Always doing crazy stunts. I'm here to save you. Who oh, sent you? Never mind that now. Tell me who put you in here. Oh, that low-down nephew of mine, he and Dr. Drea. They must have drugged me. Just a minute now till I try one of my masks. To horse, like... horse, to horse. The Black Knights are coming. To horse, to horse. There he is. Come on, Joe. Here he comes. Stay away. Here he comes. Yes, it's a blue beetle. Come on, you muffs, and get nipped. Stop him with the rubber hose, Joe. Oh, that's hey, the gun to my blood. That's just that gun body of Joe. Hey, what's the next that room there, Joe? Sorry, right, but I'm going the other way. Shut up. Put on your gas mask and stand aside till I straitjacket and save Banker Tilson? These questions will be answered in the next transcribed episode of The Blue Beetle. Comics Magazine and the Blue Beetle Magazine. The Blue Beetle is on the air twice a week on this same station. Consult the broadcast schedule in your local newspaper. And don't forget to listen in to The Blue Beetle.
Toledo. Sweeping down upon the underworld of Matt Gangland comes the mysterious, all-powerful character who is a problem to the police, but a crusader for law. In reality, Dan Garrett, a rookie patrolman, loved by everyone, but suspected by none of being the Blue Beetle. As the Blue Beetle, he hides behind a strange mask and a suit of impenetrable blue chain armor, flexible as silk, but stronger than steel. Today's episode of the transcribed Fox feature, The Blue Beetle, is the second part of a story entitled The Asylum of Dr. Dreer. In the previous episode, Diana Tilson asked Patrolman Dan Garrett to locate her missing foster father, Banker Tilson. He has disappeared, leaving a note addressed to her saying he was going away for a rest. She is suspicious, however, of the actions of Tilson's nephew, Linus Weatherby, and a Dr. Dreer, a psychiatrist, whom Weatherby brought in to examine the banker. Armed with a description of the banker, Dan Garrett and Mike Manigan visit the private sanitarium of Dr. Dreer. They are permitted to interview a man who fits the description of Banker Tilson. He claims he is on the verge of a nervous breakdown and wishes to remain for a long rest. But a suspicious circumstance makes Dan Garrett decide to return later as the Blue Beetle. He finds a real Tilson and is about to release him from a cell when he is discovered by the guards and Dr. Dreer and overcome by tear gas. As the episode ended, he was strapped in a straitjacket and locked up among the more violent inmates. As today's story opens, Diana Tilson's telephone is ringing. Hello? Is that Miss Tilson? Yes. Have you seen Dan Garrett? Who is this? Uh, this is Officer Manigan, Danny's pal. Oh, no, I haven't seen you. Well, that's strange. I won't either. Not since we got back from Dr. Dre's insane asylum. Oh, tell me, did you find my father? Yes, we did. Did you show him my note? Yes, he read it and said... Oh, did he have his glasses? Yes, but he... Hello? Hello? Oh, hello. Oh, hello, Lana. Yes, I was talking to someone about father. And what did they tell you? Well, they've seen him out of Dr. Dre's sanitarium. Oh. Diana... Why don't you marry me and let me take care of you? Someday I'll inherit Uncle's money and you'll be rich. No, Linus. No use. I'll never marry you. You may change your mind. You're upset now. I think I'll have Dr. Dreer talk with you. Perhaps a little rest at his sanitarium would uh, get your thoughts in the right channel. Pardon me, sir. Dr. Dreer calling to see you. Thank you, Edward. Show him into the library. I'll be right down. Uh, Very good, sir. Before I go, I want to warn you, young lady... If you want to save your father's life, you'd better do as I say. Good night, my dear. You say, Dreer, the Blue Beetle was also out there? Yes. We caught him talking to your uncle, the real banker, Tilson. Mm, that's bad. No, we'll take care of the Blue Beetle. Don't worry about him. What about Olsen? The actor who's impersonating Joseph. I'll take care of him also. And by the way, he'd like to have some more money on account. And so would I. You'll get it. And you'll get it when I get it. What about the meeting with the mayor's committee tomorrow? That's all arranged. You have Olsen there, made up as my uncle. You'll verify what I tell the committee. Very well. 
But I must be getting back to my sanitarium. It's quite late and... Uh... Stay here tonight. Everything's in order out there, isn't it? I believe so. Fine. Then we'll go out and burn up the town. After tomorrow, our worries will be over. Until I hear it from his own lips, I will not believe uh, just that Just he... a moment, gentlemen. 
Here's Uncle Amos now. He will speak for himself. Wheel the chair over here, please. Gentlemen, what my nephew has just told you is true. I'm turning my affairs over to a younger man to handle. I want to rest and enjoy life. As soon as my nephew converts my real estate holdings and other possessions into cash, we are going away for a long trip. Heaven speed the day. I am very tired. Dr. Greer, my uncle, I'm afraid he's... He's just fainted. If you'll have the maid get some water, I'll give him a hypodemic. He's just fainted. If you'll have the maid get some water, I'll give him a hypodemic. Gentlemen, I know you'll excuse me, but I must be uh, with it's my own. a very pretty scene, but it won't. Oh, who's that? Oh, it looks it, like... It is Amos Seltzer, the real Amos Seltzer. This man is an imposter. I'll call the police. Imposter, my eye, you young chickenette. You and that crooked Dr. Dreher thought you could get rid of me and take over my fortune, but your plans didn't work out. Look, look there. The other Tilson, he's running for the door. And Dr. Dreher with him. Stop us. Look there in the doorway. Well, who is it? The blue beetle. And I've come to nip three crooks. Stand where you are. Dreher, Weatherbly, and Olsen. Officer Manigan and his assistants will escort you to headquarters. They're on their way here now. Good work, Blue Beetle. <laughs> but where's my daughter? Here I am, Uncle The Blue Beetle just released me from my room. Her line is locked in. Well, he'll soon be locked in where even the Blue Beetle can't free him. Gentlemen, tell the mayor... My gift to the city still stands. Oh, thank you. Thank, thank you, Mr. Chester. Don't thank me. Thank the Blue Beetles. If it hadn't been for him, there'd be no children's hospital for your city. Well, Penny, and how did you like your visit to the booby hatch, as Manigan calls it? Oh, that's a terrible place. Uh, well, what will happen to it now that Dr. Dreer is in prison? Hey, Miss Tilson's going to take it over and make a real sanitarium out of it. Put a real psychiatrist at the head of it, install modern conveniences and more humane personnel. Ah, that's splendid. Uh, uh, what about Weatherby? He's to be disinherited. Tilson's money will go to his foster daughter, Diana. Well, Blue Beetle certainly straightened that situation out, but there's one thing he forgot. Forgot? Yes, a promise he made to King Arthur. King Arthur? Why, who's King Arthur? One of the unfortunates at the sanitarium. Uh, where are you going, Danny? I'm going to buy King Arthur the new round table I promised him. private work of patrolman Dan Garrett as the Blue Beetle brought happiness to many people as well as justice to a group of dishonest men. The moral of this story is always find time to help the unfortunate and whenever you make a promise keep it. What further adventures await the Blue Beetle in his crusade against crime? This question will be answered in the next transcribed episode of the Blue Beetle. Copyrighted Fox feature 
appearing in Mystery Men Comics Magazine and the Blue Beetle Magazine. The Blue Beetle is on the air twice a week on this same station. Consult the broadcast schedule in your local newspaper. And don't forget to listen in to... The Blue Beetle.